0: Live on SEN Track. Welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Hello and welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis for another week. Willem van Denderen with you and with me is none other than the CEO of the Waikato Racing Club, Butch Castles. Butch, welcome for another week. Yeah, g'day, well I'm looking
1: forward to catching up with a couple of our trainers, of course a massive nights racing here in New Zealand, Karaka a million nights uh, this year at Pukekohe always oh, at Ellerslie, Ellerslie undergoing that upgrade as we know, so we head to Pukekohe for uh, our most special night of racing, quickfire six race card, plenty of Australian interest Damien Lane overdoing uh, some riding as is Daniel Stackhouse, so uh, lots for your uh, listeners to tune into.
0: Got a huge show coming up. We're going to talk to Mark Walker imminently, and then later on we'll welcome in Andrew Forsman. But before we get there, Butch, uh, the king of the Karaka Million, Opie Bossum, is going for his sixth two-year-old winners' title. Uh, we're going to see the clash that we've all been waiting for when Legato uh, and Wild Night go head to head in the three-year-old classic. But for you and your family personally, you've got a couple of other vested interests as well. Yeah, pretty
1: special night. Uh, I've Got a small share in one in the two-year-old race, Tokyo Tycoon, and going head-to-head with my wife, Tess, who has uh, a little share in a ladies' syndicate that race. She turns heads that snuck into the race as well. So uh, been uh, an interesting week at home. She got a good barrier. We got a shit one, so I've been trying to swap it, but apparently you're not allowed to do that. So anyway, we'll uh, deal with the cards we're dealt and uh, really looking forward to tomorrow night. It is such a special night.
0: Yep, them's the brakes. That's how these things work. Now, Butch, no man is going to be feeling the heat heading into tonight as much as our first guest, who has almost 20 runners across the evening. That man is Teakau Racing's engine room, Mark Walker. Mark, not to put the pressure on, my friend, but welcome to the program. Thanks very much.
1: G'day, Mark Butch here. Look, let's uh, crank into it. You have uh, a huge night, and it, and it is a special night for New Zealand Racing, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, it's the biggest race day, I think, of the year now in New Zealand. It's taken over from probably the Auckland Cup Carnival I think it's a special night for sure
1: Yeah it sure is, it's the culmination of a lot of work and, and you wind back a year these horses were going through a sale ring uh, being purchased, well in fact only really 10 months because of the way COVID struck and the sale pushed back and now these 2 year olds are being saddled up to run for that million dollars. Let's have a look at the runners uh, through the card race 1, you've got Soprano, Supreme and Illicit Miss and they both got nice barriers and good chances
2: yeah, Soprano Supreme, her form is arguably better on wettish ground, but uh, she'll see up the 2200. And there's a few in that race that probably won't. So uh, she'll run it out strong and an illicit miss wall as well. She won over 2500 at Ricketon in the spring. So, uh, you know, both both chances for sure.
1: High-class mare in race two, the Westbury Classic Imperatrice. She was super winning, resuming uh, in the railway. Uh, You've got her back, and, and she was devastating uh, late in that race. Uh, 1,400 metres, no problem to her. She's got a great record, in it, And look, on weights and measures, she should be just far too good for this lot.
2: It looks that way on paper, Butch, and we're very happy with this. So uh, funny things can happen in racing at times, but I'd be surprised if, if she's not awfully hard to beat.
1: Yeah, for sure. Race three, Mark, you're five-handed in this. Let's quickly get through them. Maven Bell, wonderful to have her back. Last year's champion, two-year-old, and she was devastating late, resuming two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, great to get her back. The only little bit of a query, which, as you know, long time off a break, and then they run a boomer first up, and then it's quite a quick turnaround. Two weeks, I would would have preferred the three- or four-week break, but I can't fold her. She looks well.
1: Bellameo's been really good winning its last two, but a step up in class here.
2: Yeah, step up in class, and both of those have been on slightly wet ground, but he deserves his chance.
1: She's you, she's consistent, but she probably needs things to go her way.
2: Yeah, probably hasn't quite recaptured that two-year-old form. Well, that two-year-old form actually looks as though it hasn't stacked up, so needs to step up, but.
1: Grayson Gray, look, she's lightly raced. She's had issues. She's had to have breaks. She copped a, uh, uh, a virus, I think, down south. But I thought she was good resuming. And if the real Grayson Gray that we saw as a two-year-old turned up, I reckon she'd be very competitive in a race like this.
2: Yeah, we're desperate to get some black type for her. So I think she's a genuine top three chance.
1: Sons Duke was uh, awesome at Rotorua, uh, just brain them. Look, it was a much, much inferior field to this, but she was stakes placed early in her career in Hastings in the spring.
2: Yeah, she's right in it. It's incredible the amount of runners in the race and they've all drawn all the outside gates. That's the only thing.
1: Yeah, 8, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 12. I don't know who you've uh, put the mocker on down at NZTR. They didn't like you this week. Anyway, let's get to the two-year-old race. Number one, Troy Brian, the selection of your stable rider, Opie Bossen, and uh, he's done absolutely nothing wrong.
2: Yeah, very unassuming horse, Butch. You wouldn't think it in his track work or just even at the races. He's that laid back, uh, but he turns up in the race and he knows where the winning post is, so he's a winner for sure.
1: Tokyo Tycoon, I'm a little bit biased, as we heard uh, earlier, but uh, copped a bad draw, Craig Zaki, to do the riding, but he's just, uh, uh, in my opinion, an absolute uh, out-and-out two-year-old that, uh, look, tailor-made for this race.
2: Yeah, shame about the draw, but you never know. They're going to... Jockeys with a million dollars in front of them, they tend to overdo it up front a little bit, so uh, he'll he'll be storming home, and he he ran out the 1,100 so strong at counties, an extra 100 metres will just help him as well he's not out of it if he gets the right runs that's for sure
1: no talisco was very good on new year's day and he just strikes me as one that's improving with racing and uh he's the one that there's a sense of timing about
2: yeah exactly i i think the same but she's everything's gone to plan and he's just starting to peak at the right time
1: Balance of power was good late on New Year's Day. And look, if they went that helter-skelter that you talk about, he's going to go back from the gate, I would have thought. And look, he might be powering home.
2: Yeah, he'll get home strong. Probably more of a or two size horse, I would have thought. If it happened to be a wet track, which it doesn't certainly look like, uh, that would have brought him in, into the race. But deserves his chance. Believe
1: in magic. Look, you can't fault the form line and was a really good run the other day.
2: Yeah, very good. And I think she's improved with that a, a bit too, because we gave her a little bit of a freshen after Wellington. Uh, so she she's improved during the week.
1: Rhetorical uh, would uh, need to improve on its run on uh, Boxing Day?
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, she had a bit of a foot abscess uh, not long before that. So we're behind the eight ball and she has improved quite a bit. So one for longer odds.
1: And she turns heads, uh, there's a whole lot of women that race uh, this horse and they'll be hoping that she can be competitive. The big thing for her, she's got the soft draw.
2: Yeah, she's going to get a really nice run and I, I was a bit disappointed she got beaten at Matamata, but when that horse that beat her won at Trentham, the listed race, it, in my opinion went up of the run, so she deserves her chance for sure.
1: Yeah, the times that matter, matter if she'd run in the split two-year-old race, she would have won by nearly five or six lengths, so hard to knock her uh, form, she's run second to Troy Brian, Tokyo Tycoon and uh, Kotago, probably, uh, arguably the three best two-year-olds around, so uh, look, I I agree, and from the soft draw, she's, in my opinion, a better than a 26-to-1 chance. Right, I'm going to put it on you before we move on, are you going with your stable rider, Opie Bosson, on your selection?
2: I think so, Butch, because he's drawn to get the right run and he's just a winner. He just seems to know how to win.
1: And uh, so does Opie. So, uh, look, uh, great uh, to have seven runners. It's a massive achievement for you and the team. And as I said, only bought 10 months ago, so... um, quite amazing to have half the field. Race five, a couple of really good uh, fillies or mares as they are now, both off the minimum with 53 kilos, synchronised and fashion shoot. They had contrasting luck. Boxing day, synchronised, got the run and was explosive fashion shoot. Probably still looking for the run.
2: Yeah, exactly. And if she'd got the run, I think she would have gone close to winning. I know synchronised won quite well and had more in hand, but Gee, I think a fashion shoot, if she got through, would have made it very interesting. So I don't think there's much between them. And one of them has drawn, uh, a fashion shoot's obviously drawn much better.
1: Mm, So both uh, strong chances, disparity in the market, but uh, maybe not in the trainer's opinion. Race six, Karaka Million, three-year-old classic. Well, this is the clash that we've all been waiting for. Wild Knight has won five in a row. Legato unbeaten. She's just a high-class filly. Uh, there's others in the race, the likes of Prowess, Sacred Satono, uh, as well as uh, your Caracamillion, two-year-old winner from last year, uh, Dynastic. Uh, it's it's what racing's about this field, Mark.
2: Uh, I think there's probably four, maybe even five of them, butch, that'd measure up well and truly in Australia. So it's probably the race of the night, to be fair. And uh, we're very happy with Wild Knight. He's, he's gone ahead and leaps and bounds. so. Uh dynastic probably looking for two thousand already, Butch, but you never know on the night.
1: He just shapes as a derby horse dynastic to, in my opinion, would that be fair?
2: Yeah, exactly. And hmm. uh that's the program he's heading towards.
1: So Wild Knight from the from the uh low barrier uh, you would think he'd sit somewhere on the speed?
2: Oh you don't really give out the instructions, you just say good luck. Um Yeah yeah. <laughs> Believe it to him, He sums it up pretty quick. Yeah, for sure.
1: Righto, Mark, thanks for your time. It's a, a massive night. Uh, I know you're going to tell me Imperatrice is the best of them if I ask you. At dollar 40 we we're not going to let you get away with that. If I needed to have a few bob each way on something to uh, pay for the uh, beer and bubbles tomorrow night, what's it going to be?
2: I'd go fashion shoot at odds, Butch.
1: Okay, she's at 10 to 1, so that suits me. Mark, thanks for your time. Look forward to catching up and uh, the very best of luck on on a special night's racing.
0: Thanks, watch. Cheers. Mark Walker there. Hang about on the other side of the break. We're going to welcome in Andrew Forsman. Live on SEN Track, welcome to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Kickstart your day of racing. Have breakfast with the Kiwis. Head to loveracing.nz. Welcome back to Breakfast with the Kiwis. Fantastic to get such insight from Mark Walker there. Without further ado, we're going to welcome in trainer Andrew Forsman, who's been flat out of late and he's got a big weekend coming up. Andrew, welcome to the program. Thanks very much for having me. G'day,
1: Andrew Butch here. Uh, look, firstly, big news out of your operation over the last couple of weeks—that you're setting up a stable at Mount Macedon there in Victoria, not far out of Melbourne—and I suspect that comes on the back of the wonderful success you had in the Spring Carnival this year.
3: Yeah, it's uh, obviously a great opportunity that came about. Um, I was sort of lucky to go and visit the facilities in December, and no, it looks to have worked out really well. Some good people have taken uh, taken over, and. No, really looking forward to the opportunity.
1: And you got uh, a team ready to uh, attack the riches in uh, Victoria and possibly Sydney again, Mr Maestro. She's lickety-split. And uh, your wonderful uh, campaigner, Agon, all ready to dart across the Tasman and pick up some more of that uh, Aussie dollar?
3: Yeah, we're hoping so. They're only a few weeks now and they'll be over there having a go. So, yeah, hopefully it works out for them, but they're coming up very well.
1: I imagine uh, looking at uh, Million night uh, that the link up with Damien Lane has come about from him riding uh, some of those horses and, and it's wonderful to have such a, a world-class jockey joining us on Million night. Uh, he rides Ethereal Star for you in the Caracamillion two-year-old, the Double Tree by Hilton Caracamillion two-year-old and uh, look she's a, a high-class filly lightly raced.
3: Yeah, she is. Um, we like her a lot. Obviously, we had to pay a fair bit for her as a yearling. She's very well-bred. We've had a bit to do with the family, and uh, she hasn't put a foot wrong since we've had her in the stable. She's a beautiful filly. She'll only get better with time, and we just wanted to make a point of not doing too much with her going into this race, knowing that she will be better into the Autumn more so as a spring three-year-old, um, but clearly now she's a stakes winner. She holds her value, so whatever she does now is a bonus, and And really looking forward to seeing how she measures up against the best two-year-olds in New Zealand.
1: She was really good on course on that occasion uh, when she won mid to late November. Was a wet track that day? Um, I would have thought an improved track would, would play into her hands a little bit.
3: Yeah, you would think so. She sat sort of three wide, but on a rain affected track like you say. So it's a little bit hard to, to line that form up against the others she's up against. The sort of form lines coming from everywhere, as it normally is in this sort of event. But uh, what a we pin wrote that day? And he made the comment that he felt she would be better on a better track. So hopefully he's right. I guess we, we've drawn a nice barrier and she's certainly got to get a chance to prove herself.
1: Mm, she sure has uh, drawn a nice barrier and lucks of fortune in a race like that. And Damian Lane on, she should get some of that. The other uh, feature, the Cracker Three-Year-Old Classic. Uh, Andrew, you have uh, three runners in the race, and uh, look, there are uh, three really good uh, three-year-olds, and what is simply an outstanding field. Spoke with Mark Walker before, and he alluded to just how much depth there was, and uh, it really is what racing's about—a a race like l- this. Let's have a look at your runners. Devastates when it's last three on end. Freshened up since then, and it must be uh, on a path here towards a derby or something, I suspect?
3: Yeah, I think that's probably the the ultimate goal with him. He's looked good to this point, but has pretty much been on rain-affected ground in the springtime. Um, So we freshened him with this sort of race in mind, knowing that he was qualified and obviously worth a go at a million. Hard to know how he's going to compete against some of these sharper ones at a mile on a fast track, but he is very well going into the race, and he has improved. He'll have to, I think, even though he's been winning... He's going to have to take another step up or two to match some of
1: these, but he's going really well. The Intimidator's been matching some of these, been racing racing really, really consistently against uh, these horses, the likes of Sacred Satono, uh, Wild Knight last time, and he's been there and thereabouts. Damien Lane to do the riding uh, and uh, that'll give him uh, an edge as well. So He's a good racehorse, this bloke, uh, Andrew? Yeah,
3: I've got a lot of time for him. He's had We've just been beaten fair and square the last couple, which has been quite frustrating. We thought he was a genuine top-class three-year-old, and I think he's just run into a, a couple of pretty smart ones, and obviously you throw Legato in the mix as well, and he's certainly going to be a top three or four chance. We've put the blinkers on to try and bridge that gap, I suppose, to Sacred Satono and Wild Night. and his draw's a little bit awkward. He's going to have to do a little bit of work from a wider draw to get across, and Um, he's certainly capable, he's a a lovely galloper and hopefully the step up to the mile suits
1: him. And Wessex, well we saw uh, Wessex nearly pull off uh, a miracle uh, with uh, such a daring tactics leading by a big margin and and only getting gobbled up the last 50 to 70 metres on Boxing Day. Uh, Craig Zaki doing the riding again, do we uh, expect a similar type of show on Caracameleon Night?
3: Um, Craig galloped her on Monday morning and she actually relaxed really nicely for him. She is maturing and getting stronger all the time and I think what she's done to this point has very much been a bonus. And she's, I think, just coming into her own now. Um, but the, the draw, I think, makes it a little bit tricky. If we were hoping she could have drawn in and she could have got a bit of cover and just made her a little bit more tractable. It's hard to think she can go and reproduce a, a performance like she did last time and be able to hold out some of these horses um so we, we are mindful of that if we can hold her up a little bit longer perhaps before she tries and, and puts a brake into them i don't know but that'll be up to craig really um I, we don't want to be too um we don't want to be making our run too soon and, and leaving her too much to do put it that way so we'll be as cautious as we can and knowing that she'll be right on speed and, and she'll be in it for a long way i think
1: and a busy time, Andrew, with you guys inspecting yearlings, obviously uh, with this uh, stable into Australia and, and uh, you uh, into your second season as uh, a trainer in your own right. Um, it must be an exciting time to have a look at these young horses and, and ones that you want to secure for your stable for the upcoming seasons and beyond.
3: Yeah, it is. Um, obviously, good good bit of momentum we had through the spring and got some nice horses racing on the weekend that always... Um, gives you confidence when you go around looking at the young ones into the future, and I've got a, a really good client base behind me at the moment, so hopefully we can secure some nice horses in a week or so's time.
1: For sure. Thanks for your time, and good luck on crack 1000000 Night, Andrew.
0: No worries. Thank you. Andrew Forsman there. Butch, in a word or two words, my friend, Legado or Wild Knight. I'm
1: a Legato fan, always have been, always will be, but T uh, Wild Night might just give her a fright.
0: Fantastic. Thank you, Butch. All the best to Tokyo Tycoon as well. Thank you to Mark Walker. Thank you to Andrew Forsman. Catch you next week on Breakfast with the Kiwis.